Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018! The Red Sox have won the World Championship! The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. to They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team. In the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome, everybody, to episode one of the Pesky Podcast. I am your host, The Rit. And with me is my co-host. DC Derek. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Good, man. Excited for the season. How you doing? Uh, not bad. 39 days we got to opening day. Five days to our first Red Sox baseball game of the season. A little spring train, the uh, the regular Red Sox Northeastern. So uh are you excited? We had a we had one hell of a uh nah. off season, man. Say so we had some highs, we had some lows. But uh, we got a nice restructured team that Heim Bloom put together, and we're going to see how well we're going to be doing this year. A lot of people have us down in the tank one more year. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, the offseason kind of started a little slow and gloom with uh, Bogarts leaving us for San Diego. But uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's very 2013-esque. We got some vets we signed. Um, we're picked for last place like we were then. We kind of surprised people. And I'm not going to lie, seeing that Dustin Pedroia uh, press conference and he's talking about, you know, picking, getting picked for last and we've won and vice versa. So I'm pretty excited, man. I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic, but I'm pretty stoked. Man, I, I love seeing uh, Dustin down there at uh, spring training. Man, I, I did not know that the glove that Devers uses, uh, I seen it on Twitter today, that it was one that Pedroia gave him. So. Hopefully that the uh, gold glove that Pedroia had gave the Devers. Hopefully, you know, picks up and Devers continues to improve at the at the hot corner there. No, I agree. I, I that was news to me. I didn't hear anything about that until right now. So uh, well, hopefully he uh, passes on that gold glove to him. Yeah, when he first came in, he was kind of he's a little bit of a liability. But uh, over the last few seasons, he's really picked up his game. And uh, I mean, he's. He's, uh, he's pretty nice on that hot corner. Yeah, well, uh, when he first came up and I seen how he struggled on defense, I was like, well, it's kind of good that Ortiz is, is going to get the curtain call and step away. I thought Devers would be that guy to take over his DH because his defense we could not count on. 
But over the past couple of seasons, he's actually improved. He's working really hard this uh, spring training once again at the hot corner. And, man, his, his defense is excelled. They actually have him, which I was surprised, number six in the top six third basemen in all of baseball. You know, I was actually going to say he's a, he's a top third baseman, but I wouldn't say without actually checking it. But uh, that, does, that surprises me a little bit. But after watching the last, especially the last two years, um, he's really turned a corner, which I'm pretty yeah. happy. No pun intended, you know, being in the hot corner over there. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is above him. I know uh, Austin Riley from the Braves is above him. And Arenado. Uh, Arenado. So I'm just like, man, it's like you really you really have him down that low. Like the the, the man just got a nice big contract. He's proven himself time and time again. You know, he's pretty much going to be the face of the Red Sox for hopefully all 11 seasons. So. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe uh, he continues to kind of the upward trend he's doing as far as defense. Uh, I think he'll definitely crack the top five going into next season for 2024. Yeah. So, uh, DC, uh, what has you excited about this season coming up? I mean, honestly, as much as I've been disappointed as far as the offseason, I'm excited to go in with an underdog approach. Um, I think it takes a lot of pressure off the team. And I'm just honestly, if there's one thing I had to choose, though, I would say excited to see Chris Sale coming into spring training fully healthy, hopefully not riding any bikes, you know, in the meantime. Um, I think he's really going to put a nice season together. Um, and I don't think we're going to see 2018 Chris sale or, you know, before then, but I think he'll be, he'll be pretty close. And I'm pretty excited to see that as long as he can it, stay healthy. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Chris sale, uh, this is a little bit from uh, Red Sox Twitter. I'll share it here a little bit. I, I just really enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy being a part of a team and working together. we got a bunch of guys on that pitching staff, top to bottom, bullpen, starting staff. We're here to make some noise. We have a very good group of guys in that clubhouse that have damn good resumes. High character guys, high competition guys, and guys, like I said, with, with some wins. So when you have guys with big-time experience and big-time situations, I'm very excited about the just the character we have in there must not talent take the talent away the character we have in that clubhouse right now is is, is strong so uh that in and of itself is exciting hand me the ball i'm throwing it so you take it if it's once a week it's once a week if it's four times a week it's four times a week seven innings one inning hand me the ball i'm going to compete until you tell me not to man i i love hearing chris sale talk about that you know, he, he sit there and he, he wants the ball. You know, he, he's we paid him to do a job and he's disappointed that he hasn't been able to do it. And he's healthy now. You know, last season, I have to say, was a fluke t- taking the comebacker off his finger. And I'm I'm glad and 100 percent happy to see Chris Sale, you know, give him the ball once a week, four times a week. He, he don't care. You know, he, he wants to prove to the fans that he's back. Uh, are we going to see 2018 sale? Probably not. But if, if we can see 75, 80 percent of 2018 Chris sale, it's still better than, than what most pitching staffs have. No, absolutely. I uh, Chris sale is a dog, man. Um, he's probably my favorite player 
other than Rafael Devers as far as the current roster. Um, I've loved him since he was in Chicago. And honestly, I loved him even more after he cut up all their uh, their jerseys when they were doing the throwback day back there in Chicago. Um, now, I, I was also appreciative of the fact that he owned up to the fact that, you know, he's been paid all this money. And honestly, he hasn't really done anything since that's kicked in. But he recognizes that I think he uh, he's bred for Boston. Um, and there's a reason why the fans love him, even when he hasn't been out there. People have been on him, but I'm excited for him to get back out there. I think he's going to he's going to show us something this year. And I'm really excited. I don't know, man. I think he's a dark horse. And I'm not going to say too much just yet, but uh, I can see him making a run. Man, I, I sit there and see Chris Sale out there. You know, he has all that experience. We, we have a lot of young starting pitchers that are in AAA and that were invited to spring training. And if they can sit there and just talk to Chris, try, try to pick his brain, pick his brain a little bit, Man, uh, what what was it? Uh, Pedro, Pedro was working with uh, with Bayo, you know. That's huge. That's huge, man. Pe- Pedro just he don't just work with anybody. He's got to see no. something, and if if he can give Bayo a little little hints, little, little uh, tips and tricks, you know, to escalate his game, he could be huge for us in the starting rotation this year. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, his biggest thing is he just needs to lower his walks. Um, his control just needs to kind of get a little fine-tuned. But I think I think he's a dark horse, you know, a little um, X factor in our rotation. If he can uh, come in and log some innings, um, he'll strike guys out. Uh, he just has to, you know, be careful with putting him on base with uh, walks and all that. Um, but I think he's going to be a huge part. He, he can be a number three guy, in my opinion, right off the bat. Um, I don't think he necessarily has to be. And I don't think we should be really even thinking about that until he can get his control under under wraps. But um, I'm excited for Brian Bayo. I'm excited he's been working with Pedro. I think he worked with him last year, if I'm not if I'm not wrong. But uh, um, I'm excited to see what he can do with the full spring with Pedro. You know, kind of mentoring him because I mean that's a pretty that's a legend to uh, to have in your corner and to be giving you uh, you know your tips and tricks and certain stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just everybody's everybody's been always talking about since Trevor's story went down, they were worried about our, our middle infield. And I'm like, the middle infield is a problem, but I think healthy, a healthy starting pitching staff will be a bigger problem for us. Since sales been all out, you know, we don't know what we got with Paxton. You know, we got Kluber, you know, uh, Pavetta just walked off, uh, Got walked off. I think it was yesterday, the day before. You know, for yes, yeah, all uh, that. But you know, AC sat there and said, "Hey, he's gonna be good to go." Uh, Bayo got walked off. You know, same thing. But he was back out there yesterday. I seen taking taking grounders. So, I think the starting pitching staff will be one of the most underrated in baseball. You know, Chris Sale was huge for getting us Corey Kluber. You know, he, he said he's been trying to trying to talk with him and get him to come over for years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you look at our pitching staff from last year when it was just plug and play. We, we had so many different starting pitchers. I didn't even know half of them, you know, really well. But this year we have Pavetta, which I talked to you, you know, off the air. I said Pavetta 
is kind of like a Rick Purcella. He's just the man yeah. that if he's hot, he's hot. If he's not, he's not. But he's just going to eat innings. He's going to go seven innings, you know, maybe eight innings. But it, it, he's going to always be consistent. He's always going to be be able to be out there on every five days. And he, I think he's going to be really good this year. So we don't have to eat up the bullpen like AC's had to the past two seasons. No, I agree. I, I'm a big fan of Pavetta. I mean, he he's what you pay for. You know what I mean? He's going to be out there. He's going to be consistent. He's going to eat innings. And um, he may not be giving you the stat line as far as ERA and earned runs as far as what you're looking for. But, yeah, like you said, he's going to give you seven. And he's, if he's not going to give you seven, he's going to give you at least six, which in this this day and age, as far as uh, starting pitchers, that's pretty uh, pretty decent. Um, and one thing I like about him a lot is he's he's got that fire when he's on that uh, when they on on the mound. Excuse me. Um, and I, and I just love to see that in any player. Uh, and I think he's going to be a huge leader. Maybe not you know in the forefront, but behind the scenes, I think he, he plays a lot in into that clubhouse. Yeah, and, and think about it. Uh... Heim Bloom traded for Pavetta. Uh, Workman yeah. and and who else did, did you know? It was Workman and someone else. He he traded for Pavetta, and pretty much he get he got a steal. You know, Workman and them both went down to Philly. Workman got released. You know, shortly after. So we got we got Pavetta for the low bargain, the steal there. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we're going to be doing with Whitlock and Tanner Houck? So Whitlock's in the he's uh in the starting rotation, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, uh, both then, both of them have the potential to be in the starting rotation, uh, but both of them could go for the piggyback spots. Yeah, and then and then Houck and Houck right now is kind of like that that kind of jack of all trades in the bullpen, if I'm not mistaken as well. Yeah. It's kind of hard keeping up with the two, you know, with them both. Cause uh, they've kind of flip flop back and forth. I, I like Whitlock uh, in the bullpen, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I think he's a solid starter, but I think he's more valuable in the, uh, in the bullpen, kind of like that Andrew Miller, uh, Cleveland Indians role back in the day mm-hmm. when he was a closer, but they would kind of bring him in for seventh and eighth inning if they had to. Um, Hauk, I prefer him in the bullpen just because of control issues. Um, he could light it up for five innings. Then he kind of blows up in the sixth inning. You know, he walks a guy here and then gives a hit. And then, you know, he walks another two guys. Um, I think they're, I think they're too electric to not have in the bullpen. I know we've made some moves um, to kind of shore the bullpen up. So we don't necessarily need both of them. I think we could have focused money in other areas instead of signing maybe one of the two guys that we did. But I mean, overall, I am happy. I'm happy to. I'm excited to see what Willock does. You know, in a full season as a starter. Um, in another conversation, I think he could have put in the closer role back in April last year, and it would have saved us a lot of grief. But uh, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> but yeah, I would say uh, I would say bullpen for both of them. But I am excited to see what he can do with the full season in the uh, the rotation as far as Whitlock. Yeah. So uh, me personally, what I'm excited at for this season, man. I think I think I might found found a new love of my life. Signing the Japanese phenom Yoshi, man, I said that I'm excited to see if he can be anywhere close to what the hype is. 
what just watching him in spring training just hit hit tanks to the outfield. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I I do sit there and love that love that tweet where he was taking some uh, some front like like so, little league little front soft toss. Yeah. And, uh, Pete, and and Pete Abram was like, I've never seen this before. And and he just got roasted on Twitter over the whole thing about, wait, you haven't seen front toss, L- little soft toss? You know, little leaguers use that all the time. And then he eventually deleted it, uh, the tweet, and, you know, reworded the whole thing. But, uh, man, sit there and uh, there was another tweet I want to sit there and show. About so someone was comparing the predictable stats for Yoshi this year to what Xander Bogarts could have could uh, have produced, and uh, th- this is Mike McCaffrey had a back and forth with some dudes yesterday who said. I'm an absolute fool for thinking Yoshida has a chance to match Bogart's stats from last year. You know, a 307 batting average, 377 on base, 833 OPS, 15 homers, 73 RBIs. Aside from maybe the RBIs, he thinks that Yoshi can match those numbers. DC, what are you thinking? I think he has a very high ceiling. I think uh, this isn't out of the world to to think at all. Um I want to temper my expectations a little bit personally, but I definitely think uh, if all things work out, he definitely can hit that. And I think he can hit that consistently for the next few years. Um, Yeah. I mean, he could definitely hit around 300. I'm just, I want to see how his bat translates to the MLB um, from the Japanese league. Uh, But the on base is definitely, uh, definitely attainable. I hope I want to say he's probably going to hit 15 to 20 home runs. Yeah, I mean, actually looking at it now, I want to say that's definitely a that's a within reach for him, as long as everything pans out. His bat speed is as good as everybody says it is, um, and he kind of just can pick up the pitching, you know, right off the bat. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at it, and I think it's very obtainable. The only thing that I'm a little worried about is he's never bat leadoff, and if that's where AC wants to put him. Because he batted, he always batted fourth in Japan for most of his career. So going from fourth, w- when you got people in front of you and behind you to kind of protect you, to bat and lead off to where you're starting the game, uh, it, it, it might be a struggle for him for, for the first month of the season. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think back last year to Suzuki on the Cubs coming over. He kind of came out really, really hot. Uh, which I was really excited for because um, I was actually kind of hoping he signed with the Red Sox. So I kind of kept an eye on him. I just, and then he kind of tapered off, you know, I mean, he had some injuries and stuff. I just hope that uh, Yoshida is patient, which I'm pretty sure, you know, it's one of his big things is, uh, you know, he works to count. So I think that'll kind of work in his favor. Um, as long as he kind of gets off to a good start, I think he'll be all right. Um, we could see a slump though. Like I said, just a translation from that league to this league, but we shall see. Yeah, so that's what I'm most excited about about this this uh, this season coming up, just to see all the hype come to the forefront. So now I know we already talked a little bit about Chris Sale, but our next thing we're going to be going to is 
who will or who is going to be the locker room leaders. Now we could have we could have several, you know, uh, a, a couple that I've talked about with you, you know, Justin Turner coming over, uh, Kiki. Kiki was, was was a big part of Justin Turner coming over uh, from the from the Dodgers signing free agency, uh, and Chris Sale is another one. So what are your thoughts on the new locker room leader and who, and who could it be possibly? Yeah. So we, like you said, we talked about this off, uh, off the air. Um, if I had to choose one guy, I would say Chris sale is my pick. Um, he's been that guy, you know, other than, you know, Xander Bogarts was, was also the de facto captain. If I, if I had to pick, but uh, let me think back to 2018 when they were, I believe it was the world series. It might've been the ALCS. Chris sale kind of put everybody together and, you know, it was like, you know, let's get our, Sort of shit together, you know, kind of thing. And he fired them all up. And from that point on in the off or in the postseason, they kind of just, you know, kind of rolled. And I think uh he's gonna pick up, you know, where he left off. I know he hasn't been really around as much as he probably would have liked with all the injuries. So I think he's gonna be, if I had to choose, I think he's gonna be the the sole leader in that that uh clubhouse. Um, if I had to pick a dark horse, I would say Justin Turner, as you said, uh just from his track record and you know, when he went to LA and everything he did there. And even hearing Kike, Kike talk about him, um, he's a big presence in the clubhouse. And uh, with him being a veteran, I think that's going to be huge for the young guys. And, I mean, I hate to take everybody that you said, but Kiki, he, uh, he's been very vocal this offseason. He was very uh, – he played a big part in getting Kenley Jansen to us. Um, same thing with Justin Turner. And I think he's honest, he's taken on the role, um, which I'm, I'm glad to see because we need that after last year. And I'm not sure how the reports are, if they're true or not, but you know what he was saying, we just need people to change the the atmosphere in that clubhouse. I think he's going to take that step forward and and be that guy with Chris Sale. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Kiki, Kiki's not happy with last season. You know, he, he was also part of the uh, part of the roster that was just injured. You know, he only played I think 98 games last season, but uh, you know. But Kiki's vocal. He stepped out there, and uh, here's something that he actually was talking about. We came into last place, and it felt like we got comfortable in being in that spot. And I don't think this is an organization that should settle for last place. We are an organization that should be competing year in and year out, and uh, we need to find a way to get back into that winning mentality. We came into last place, and it felt like we got comfortable in being in that spot. Right there. You know, I, I let that play twice because, man, if you think about it, like it looks like the Red Sox last year were comfortable in being last place, and, and now they're pegged to be in fifth again, you know, starting dead last in that division. They're, they're predicted. Uh, Kiki has – a lot of going for him, I think now. Uh, he's he's out there. He's he's put out there more than I think any other person right now. Uh, he helped bring in Kenley, like you said. He helped bring in Justin Turner. Uh, you know, maybe he can add that to his resume. You know, he's a recruiter because <laughs> man, that, that that was just horrible. That was horrible when they asked AC in the press conference about you know his resume and the thing of it is kiki is a pure athlete 
You know, he does great out there in center field. But I think he's going to be able to handle himself at shortstop, too. I agree. I think uh, he's got a fire underneath him, man. And I think uh, the fact that he's been handed the keys to the shortstop position, um, I think he's even come out and said that's his preferred position. He's played that growing up. I think that's going to add in a little extra fire. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, when they asked the front office and the coaches that question about the resume, it kind of made me laugh. It was almost like they were looking, kind of like guiding them into giving them an answer that would kind of make a headline. Um, I was glad how the team responded to that because, I mean, he's a past champion. He he, he played a big role as far as uh, in the Dodgers' uh, runs. And he may be just a super utility guy, but he can step in and, you know, be that everyday guy in one specific position. So I think that was a little bit of a slap in the face, but I think that's just that's just bullpen material now, or not bullpen, uh, bulletin board, um, uh, excuse me. Um, but I'm excited to see what he brings. He's got, I don't know, something different about him. He's a lot more vocal. He's out there a lot more. You see his face a lot more. So I think he's going to be a big, part, a big part of our success this year. Hey, he's out there. He wants, just like everybody else, he wants that paycheck. He, want, he wants that money, and he wants to prove. If I, My opinion, if he can prove that he can be, he already proved that he's a phenomenal center fielder, especially in Fenway Park that has one of the hardest center fields to play with the, the triangle out there. And if he can bring it in and be an all-star caliber shortstop also, man, like you're going to get a good contract. I'm hoping that the Red Sox will give him a little extension, but uh, cause it, it, the man deserves it. The man, the, the man deserves an extension, you know, uh, Bloom told him that he, was going to put together pieces for a championship team. Kiki said he believed them. Uh, I believe we have some of those pieces in place now. There's still a couple uh, spots that we need work on. But overall, I think we do have that dark horse underdog run where we can get the wild card playoff spot. And if we're in with the amount of championship experience all over the board this team has we might not be a team to sit there that people want to face you know on the road at fenway park because because that place gets loud i i I went oh man i went there uh game three uh in the alds when we played uh up in fenway park it was loud eduardo rodriguez was pitching Man, it was just loud in that place. Now, we kind of fell off shortly after that. But, uh, but man, overall, like Fenway in October, you don't want to play there. No. I, uh, I'm hoping we can get to a game this October in Fenway during the postseason, right. not the, the last season of the, the year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, spring training – Starts at the end of the week. Northeastern. Uh, yep. there's, a, there's a couple a couple odd games that I've seen on the schedule. Uh, we play Puerto Rico. One of these games. And I, I heard it on, on it's March 8th. I heard it on uh, ITM and they were talking about it a little bit. And it, it kind of like threw me threw me off when they said that because I really didn't look at the spring training schedule until I I was listening to ITM and 
I was just mm-hmm. weird. Like, wait a minute. Why, why are we playing Puerto Rico? You know, and especially when it's getting ready for the, you know, World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I'm, I'm a baseball classic, but it, the years at the WBC, it kind of makes me nervous as far as a player going through like kind of a weird spring training. But obviously, it's good for the game. Um, but I'm excited about that. And I'm kind of I'm excited to see the roster. I mean, it's going to be a lot of players that weren't necessarily be playing, but that's what spring training is about. Going to Puerto Rico squad, you know, the other squads as far as the other countries. So I'm excited to see it with how they match up against you know MLB talent because some of these squads are absolutely loaded. Oh uh, yeah, and and think about how many people are not going to be there a part of the Red Sox complete spring training because they're going to a lot of these. Uh, World Baseball Classic teams. Uh, there, there is a couple people that I'm kind of looking forward to see. One of them is uh, Rafaela. Uh, he, he actually turned down going to the World Baseball Classic, so he wants to concentrate on you know the whole spring training with the Red Sox. He's going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to have a lot of eyes on him, and it can only good things happen to that man you know, being part of the Red Sox organization. Yeah, I'm really excited about him. He's kind of came out of nowhere the last year or so. Um, I've actually started trying to collect a lot of his rookie cards because I know he's going to be pretty good when he comes up. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does with the playing time in spring training. Um, Like you said, a lot of the players are going to be gone when they're going for the WBC. Uh, So I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity. And I'm excited to see what he does, you know, in the spring training and then when he comes up and plays with us. Yeah, d- definitely. So we're, we're, we're going we're to take it right to our segment. A little segment here on the Pesky Podcast. A little fair or foul. Okay. I'm going to sit there and say a statement. And you sit there and say fair or foul. There's no gray area. Right, I'm excited. It's either a home run or it's a foul ball. So Chris Sale, over or under 12 wins? I would say it's fair to say over. I think uh, I think he's going to come out of the, the gate pretty hot as long as he stays healthy, which is obviously a, a very big concern and a valid concern because he hasn't been around. Um, but I think he's going to be over. If I, had to, if I had to guess, predict, I would say – I'd say 14, 15 wins, three, six, five ERA, 180 strikeouts. I think that's definitely okay. viable. Um, I'm going to go over. Okay. So I will sit there and agree with you. I will say it's fair. I'll say 13 wins. And that's fair. Th- 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 just because I think sales, sales going to gonna get into a little trouble mid season, maybe. Uh, I think one good thing about this whole this whole Red Sox team, I think it's really good for them, is they don't play the AL East as much as they normally would. So I'm excited about that. So, I hate to say so, that, but I'm excited. Yeah. So we don't have to struggle and play the Yankees as much, the Blue Jays as much, you know, Tampa Bay as much. Heck, after last year, man, I went to an Orioles game. And I used to go, oh, man, this is a walk in the park for us. And we lost when I went down there. So I'm like, man, 
you know, well, we gotta we gotta get our shit together. But Chris Sale, 13 wins, definitely. Uh, uh I'll take I'll take a 3.95 ERA. You know, I yeah, I, I, I can see. I, I I can sit there and and see you know a good 180 185 strikeouts coming from, you know, once he gets back in the full form. So, we both went fair on that one. That dude is a dog, man. I, I love Chris Sale. I love him. Hey, I, he, I know he wants the ball as much as he can get it. Uh, I, I just, yep. you're coming off, a, coming off an injured season, you know, let AC work you in. You know what I mean? Hell, uh, I'm injured past three seasons, four seasons. Yeah. Uh, oh, He's going to be our opening day starter, you know, projected. So, I like we're, it. We're, I think he deserves I like it. it. So uh, now, next Nasty one, Nate was still here. I would say uh, Nasty Nate would get it if he was still here, but unfortunately, Man. he might be getting it for Texas actually with Degrom. I mean, I know they said it's not serious, but we'll see. But anyway, we'll stay off track or stay on track. Hey, but uh, man, next up, who will lead the team in steals? I'm gonna say. If I had to pick a surprise sneaky pick, but this also all depends, like I said, on translation of his bat to this league, I'd say Yoshida. Um, and he hasn't had more than, I think, four or five stolen bases in a season in Japan, so that might be a, a risky pick. Or, depending how it all pans out, Jaron Duran. Um, and we also do have Mondesi. So I, if I had to pick, I'd say probably Mondesi as my safe pick. That's also if he stays healthy. He hasn't. He doesn't play a lot of games. I think he's played like 50 games in the last two seasons, you know, combined. Uh, but I would say Mondesi, but also Yoshida and Jaron Duran. If Duran can stay, you know, stay in the majors and can you know produce enough again on base to be able to steal, I think he could lead the team. Um, but there's a lot of question marks as far as that, and uh, there's not too many. We haven't been really a running team that much. I couldn't really tell you the last time we really ran all that much. Other than we had Nunez a couple years ago, 2018. He kind of stole some bags. But other than that, I haven't really – I'm hoping he yeah. kind of opens that playbook up. And and I know AC has talked about that, you know, to the press. So we'll see. But if I had to pick, yeah. probably Mondesi. But Mondesi, uh, he just worries me a little bit. In the past three seasons, he's only played 109 total games. Yeah. And he doesn't so. hit for average. But uh, but back in 2019, he played 102 games that season. 102 games with 43 stolen bases. That's that's nice. You it know, is nice. It's just, 20, he has to stay healthy. In 2020, he played 59 games with 24 stolen bases, and in 2021, he only played 35 games with 15 stolen bases. Yeah. So. But uh, you can run I'm, if he gets on. Yeah, uh, AC sit there and said earlier. I was reading on Twitter. Uh, at seventy percent, he said he, he was he was running at, you know, and he said at seventy percent he's faster than most people at a hundred percent. So let's let's just hope let's just hope he he can stay healthy, and be out there in the mix of things. Uh, a, a nice little change of pace in there, but my pick. Who's going to lead the team in steals? It's also my pick. Who's going to lead the team in caught stealing? And it's Devers. Hey, uh, hey I've always loved watching 
Devers try to steal a bag. And then he's got a smile when he steals. You know, Raffy scoops. It's like, man, but even when he gets caught stealing, he's still got that smile like, ah, they got me this time. You know? Or like when so, he gets, uh, when they check him when he's leading and they throw over to first and he sits mm-hmm. on the ground for about, you know, four minutes. It's oh, funny, yeah. but it gives me anxiety, man. I'm like watching. I'm like, bro, you need to get back on that base. Exactly. But man, that's my man. That's my pick. He's going to lead the Red Sox in stolen bases this year. So next up, Adam Duvall. Over or under 18 homers. Now, before you pick, we're going to sit there and play play this little little video. And we're going to sit there and let him talk a little bit about this season coming up. I'm a, you know, home run RBI type of guy. I I pride myself on uh, in and at the end of the day, it's about putting together a good at bat and, you know, passing the torch and, and just being a tough out for, for the other team. Um, I think if you can do that up and down the lineup, you know, you're going to have success. You're going to score runs and you're going to put pressure on the other team. So, you know, that's what I'm looking to do. I ran a lot more this off season. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to help. I think that's going to be something just to build the legs up and keep the legs uh, up underneath me throughout the season. Once we get together in the locker room and we're around each other more and, uh, you know, we get to learn each other's voices and talking to each other and calling, you know, calling balls. And it, that's one of the most important things in the outfield is communication, uh, not only for safety, uh, but but to get the out. That's going to be something that, um, you know, as spring training goes and as the season goes, that hopefully we get more comfortable with each other. I'm looking forward to, to one, getting to know the guys, uh, two, you know, building a level of trust and honesty with the guys and, um, you know, building a culture, a winning culture that, um, you know, we're excited to go out there and compete every day with. There he is. Say, that dude is a brick wall. God damn. He's huge. Yeah. So over under 18 home runs coming from Duvall. I'm going to go over, but there's a caveat. He's got to stay healthy. He, when he, he's, I think he's played over 138 games four times in his career. Three of those four times, he's hit over 30 home runs. The one time he hit 15. He just has to play, and I, I think he's going he's gonna to take advantage of Fenway Park. Um, I could see him hit 30 home runs. I, could feel, I feel like he could be like a Hunter Renfro from uh, two years ago. He'll give you a 30 oh. and a 100. His average might I, not be there, but I loved Renfro uh, when he was on the team. He just he just smashed the ball. Yeah, and he came up all the time in the clutch part, you know, the clutch moments. There, I remember a couple of times. I mean, numerous times we'd be down, you know, one to three runs. He'd come up and he hit like a three run home run to tie it, or three run home run to go up by one in like the eighth inning. Just hit missiles, and I think uh, I think the ball can be that guy for us. Um, like I said, he has to stay healthy, just like the rest of the. I mean, I feel like that's a common theme I've been saying. Um, a lot of this, it, it boils down to health and it boils down if we can keep them on the field, you know, for that long, that long haul. We need them to play 100 to 30, 140 games, give them the rest. But if he can play 130 games, I think he hits 25 home runs at least, if not over 30, like he has been. And he's shown that he can do that in his career if he plays that many games. Uh, one thing I'm going to sit there and I'm in love about this lineup, this season, this roster we have. Well, 
when we got rid of JD and didn't resign him, that opened up the DA spot for a- AC yeah. because Justin Turner can play third. He can play first. He doesn't have to just DH, you know, there's versatility where you can, okay, Devers, you DH just uh, today. We're going to sit there and throw Turner at third. Uh, you know, Dahlback played third, you know? Yep. Uh, hey, uh, you know, Mondesi's back. So we're going to put you at shortstop. Uh, Duvall, you can DH. Kiki, you're back in center. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of versatility with opening up that DA spot where before I wasn't, I wasn't happy. You could have put JD in the outfield. It was horrible. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think right? uh, having that versatility is going to help us as far as with the health. I was just saying, you know, if one guy goes down, we can kind of move things around. Um, so that's a good point that you brought up. Yeah. And I'm going to go over because I see him leading the team in home runs this year. I, I could agree with that. I could see, I, like I said, I could see him hitting 25, if not over 30. 30 is not out of the, out of the, uh, the realm of possibilities. I think him or, him or Devers will lead, but I would not be surprised if he, if he led. Hey, exactly. I wouldn't even be surprised if he hits 40 over. Hey, the everybody's walking and looking at. Uh, where, where where's our pop at? Where's the pop coming from? Uh, where are we going to get all the all the power? Where all we get all the home runs from? Y- you don't need 30 homers from every guy. No. You know, I I believe we can sit there and get get our wins, which we're going to sit there and, and go for, go for next. What we're going to predict the Red Sox record to be. And I'm going to sit there and say we can get as long as we can get guys on base and keep hitting consistently. That's all basic baseball is. And that's all we need to get our wins. Yeah. So so uh, go ahead. I think a lot of people get hung up, too. You know, they're saying we need a guy like we need to have that dude that will give you a pop and hit you 30 home runs. That is true, but we also need guys that will drive the gaps. You know, a double plays into slugging. You know, it, it's a power hitter. There, we have mm-hmm. guys that can do that. Um, yeah, we have guys that can hit in the gap in the corner or something like that and run over the goddamn third, if not home. You know, with the speed that we do have, if they're healthy. So yeah, you're right. I don't. We don't need a guy that's going to hit 30. I think we need a couple of guys that'll hit you 20, 25, which we have Duvall Devers, and we just need guys to kind of fill in the gaps and get those doubles. You know, or those timely hits. So uh, I'm excited to see what our lineup can do, regardless if we have that true, you know, bona fide power guy. Uh, and I think Devers' numbers are going to be a lot better as far as power numbers this year. Yeah, last year our doubles leader, JD Martinez, had 43. Devers had 42. Xander 38. Uh, Verdugo. Verdugo, 39. So, well, yeah. We, yeah. Well, we, we got plenty of guys that, that can hit those doubles, and, and, and you get a couple back to back, uh, you know, doubles going, you're scoring some runs. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, n- I'm excited what our lineup can do. 
Next up, we're going to sit there. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But uh, you also know if we if we play good baseball the first half, we're going to be buyers. So we can go out and get that power hitter if we do need it. That is a glaring, you know, need that we need. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens as far as that. Last one, fair or foul, the Red Sox record for the season. Uh, would you like me to go first? Yeah, you could, you could take the lead on this one. Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to go on the record. The season, 86 and 76. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not optimistic of us getting well, – we're going to finish third, but it's going to give us a wild card spot. All right, I could agree with that because I'm pretty close. I would say we're going to have 90 wins. And we're going to sneak in in the last wild card. And that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it as far as right now. But you might it might change next week, so we can go over that again. Yeah. So that was our edition of Fair or Foul. So now we're going to slide in, and we had a few questions that people asked us from Twitter. And well, DC, are you ready? I'm ready. First question comes from Kane. What is your favorite edition this off season? My favorite edition. So I'm going to, this might surprise some people because it wasn't really the biggest move. It might've been our first move or one of the first moves. Chris Martin in the bullpen. Ooh. And you don't know that, why? He, he might've been our first uh, key acquisition. Yeah. And the reason why is because watching the Red Sox bullpen every year, I have a heart attack because they load the bases. Two of the base, two of the base runners came from a walk. Chris Martin does not walk people. And like 50-some innings, I think he had five total walks, you know, split between, I think, the Dodgers he was on at the end of the year and the Cubs in the beginning of the year. Five walks. And I think he's done that every year consistently. One of his biggest things is he can – he has really very good control. And he'll come in and he'll eat innings out of the bullpen. Um, so I, I'm, I think he's my favorite addition, to be honest with you, just because of the anxiety and blood pressure spikes. Uh from our past years of the bullpen. So uh, I'm excited to have a guy that won't walk everybody. Okay. My favorite addition besides Yoshi. Uh, I was going to say. I'm going to have to go with Aquaman, Alfaro. Yeah. I, I love how they brought him in for a minor league contract. And with the potential of being, you know, called up and everything, I think he gives Wong and McGuire a run for their money in spring training where he could actually make the opening day roster. I agree. I think uh, I think he is going to make the opening roster. And I would not be surprised if he was our starting catcher on the opening day roster. The dude just hits piss missiles man um i'm very excited about that i think uh i think that's probably the biggest uh position battle that's going on or the most interesting one to me most intriguing yeah um and competition just that brings the best out of everybody um if you handle it the right way so i think that's going to be good all the way around but i would say alfaro yeah he he's probably my second favorite if i have to be honest with you i liked watching him in uh, san diego last year i mean he's killing the ball in fall league right now destroying it 
So I'm excited to see how that translates into Fenway Park. I think he's going to destroy the Green Monster. Yeah. Next up, question from Owen. Who will be the your breakout star this season? Breakout? You might be surprised by this. I think this is the year that uh, Verdugo puts it all together. I think he comes out, he hits 280, he hits max 20 home runs for us, 45 doubles, and I think he hits in 80 runs. Man, last year, let's sit there and, and, and see. He, Alex Verdugo, batted 280, uh, 39 doubles, 11 home runs, 74 RBIs. On base percentage, 328. But 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 he, he was dealing with an injury the first couple months of the season. Yeah. So, uh, my breakout. Or am I taking it wrong? Yeah, uh, it was something to do with his foot. Uh, I think it might have been a toe, actually. I think you're right. But, uh, but uh, my breakout star, and it's the man that's getting the most talk on Twitter, Tristan Cassis. Yeah. I think I think he's just going to come in. He's going to be the breakout star this season. He's going to be the first baseman that we've needed for quite some time. And he's going to play every day first base. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to turn a lot of heads this year. Um, he showed the power in the minors. I mean, he showed a little bit, you know, in the majors last year at the end of the season. Uh, I think he's going to come in. I mean, he gives us... 260 to 270. I think he can hit 25, 30 home runs just like Duvall. Um, he's got to put it all together, but he's shown that you know he, he's on the way of doing that. And I think I'm very excited about him. I uh, I think he's going to hit some bombs. Yeah. That, so that's my breakout star this season. And our last question we have from is from Tyler. What are your thoughts on our current middle infield situation? All right. So I'm very excited to see what Kike can do for us. Um, like I said before and earlier in the show, he's very excited to have this opportunity to be the, short, the starting shortstop. Um, so I'm excited about him. And obviously he has the arm strength. You see him throw the ball from the outfield. He's got a cannon. I think he's going to be fine at shortstop. Second base. I mean, to me, that's kind of up in the air. I know we have Arroyo. Uh, and the questions with him is whether he can stay they stay healthy or not. Um, and then if story comes back at any point, I know that's kind of still up in the air. Best case scenario, he comes at the end of the season. Worst case, he's out for the whole year. And then we have Mondesi, if he stays healthy. I think uh, I think defensively we'll be okay. I don't think it'll be the best defensive uh, combo, you know, whether you have Kike with the other two or not, um, or the other three, I should say. But I am excited to see how they do and how they form these uh, the relationships throughout spring training. And I know it might be a little tough for Kike because you, ne you never know who you're going to have at second base. You might have Mondesi. You might have Arroyo. Um, you might have Trevor Story, you know, if he does come back. So I think that's a little extra on him to kind of create those those relationships, which, I mean, he's been with Arroyo the last two years or the last year or two years, whatever. Same thing. Um, so just kind of focusing on creating that relationship with Mondesi. I don't see it being an issue for us. Um, we have the speed and the range you know, in those positions, which is good, especially with uh, the shift getting eliminated. So we'll see how that all works out. But I'm, I'm, I'm confident in their abilities. 
PK is not a worry to me. It's just the right side, you know, are they going to stay healthy, you know, to, to make that tandem with PK. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Say Trevor story comes back after all-star break, best case scenario. And Kiki's killing it short. Do you sit there and bring and let story take over second? Or do you sit there and transition Kiki back to center field and let Trevor take over shortstop? I think uh, at this point, and you know, I think you might know where I'm going with this. I love Marcelo Meyer. So I think if Kike does well up until and if, if Story comes back, I think you slot Story in the second base, keep Kike where he's at. Story's been used to second base the last, you know, last year and then this year, you know, whenever he's rehabbing. So there, I think there's any reason to move Kike out of it. And I think next year in 2024, coming into the season, you know, if we do re-sign Kike, you move him back to center field and see what goes on with Marcelo, or you slot him back in the shortstop until Marcelo's ready. And anything can happen between now until next year. You got injuries, you know, you got any trades that happen or anything like that. So, but yeah, I would say you keep him at shortstop this year as far as Hernandez, if he's doing well. There's no reason to. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's my kind of my mantra and things. And you put story back to where he was, you know, he's been used to as far as last year. And I'm assuming he's going to be rehabbing for a second base. So, yeah, I think with Monesi, Arroyo, uh, Kiki, and then the addition of Trevor Story, whenever he's back, if he is back, I think those three or four guys can piece it together. Uh, you, you can plug and play at any time you want. Uh, say Arroyo has that hot bat again, like he had last year. You know, he comes in, you can slide him in at DH, uh, and then he gets on base. You can sl- uh, even slide Mondesi in there because he has the speed, and you can play, you know, move him back over to second base. You can you can do so many things with these three guys that it's going to be great and intriguing to see what AC does with these guys this year. Yeah, man. Well, uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. So, I mean, it all depends. Like I said, if we stay healthy, if we stay and if we stay healthy, we are so versatile. And especially if a story comes back this year and I trust AC, man, I, I, anything he chooses, I'll be behind. He's, he's proved that. I mean, there's been some blunders as far as the pitching, you know, pitching moves in the past, but he knows how to put a roster out there, especially defensive alignment alignment. Um, so I think anybody that we have out there, they perform to the best of their abilities and what they're capable of and they're healthy. I think uh, no matter who we have out there, we're going to make some damage or do some damage in the, uh, the AL East. Yeah. Uh, I, I sit there and I was one of those guys, 2018 first game of the season where we blew the save. And I was one of those guys up oh, AC sucks. Get him out of here. Can't, can't, can't coach basic baseball. Then look look at the tear we went on in 2018. Absolutely. So I, no, I, mean, so I was like, it's hard to to not do that. Yeah, so I, I was it. like, well, we're gonna sit there and I, I'm gonna just believe in AC, and that's what I've done ever since. So guys, thanks for sending in your questions, you know, over yeah, us on Twitter. It. So now it's time to uh, to bring in the closer. DC, what what are some closing thoughts you have? I uh, just kind of reiterate it. I'm just, 
I'm very excited for this season, man. I think we have a lot going for us. I know not a lot of everybody's picking us to do anything, which, like I said before, I love the underdog mentality. Um, we don't get it too much in Boston. You know, you're – and when, when I say that, I still expect them to perform no matter if we're expected to, you know, finish last or go first. But I think it's going to light a fire underneath their asses, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what Chris Sale does this year. I'm excited to see how Yoshi translates to, you know, to major leagues. I think he's going to be a great leadoff hitter. Um, I'm excited for Tristan Cassis. I just think as long as everybody stays healthy, you know, we lower lower the walks from the bullpen, which I think we did, you know, kind of address this offseason. I think we could do a lot. And like you said, I think with uh, switching the schedule around where you're playing everybody and you're not playing every, you know, divisional opponent 19 times, especially in a stacked AL East, it's going to help us out a lot. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm, I, uh, I think we can make some noise this year. And uh, I'm excited to to go on this journey with you and see how it goes, man. Uh, my closing thoughts is I love the work ethic and determination that these guys have this season going in. You mentioned it early earlier with uh, Kike, you know, putting in all the time and the work for shortstop. Uh, Kenley Jansen is preparing to go from the slowest pitch to you know at least make it to the pitch uh, clock that they're putting in this season you know Duvall out there in center field he's he's taking everything it you know in stride because that triangle out there is not very uh favorable to a center fielder sometimes you know no it's not forgiving at all sitting back and and seeing uh jbj out there do some spectacular plays that he did, you know, it's like, how did he do that? So I, yeah, I, we I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the work ethic, you know, that the team is putting in together. And I think we will be looking like the 2013 Red Sox where we weren't supposed to win, but guys, we had the right pieces in place and we're just got to put in the work. So those are our closing thoughts. And well, DC, it's time to time to call it time to call it quits. First so, one in the books. So guys, I'm the writ. He's DC Derek. And guys, follow us on Twitter at the Pesky Podcast. Head on over to YouTube, the Pesky Podcast, where you can see the live versions of of this you can find us on spotify you can find us on itunes you know comments let us know what you think but until next week we're gonna sit there and hit a little dirty water guys have a good one